today we'll be looking at what Jesus says about I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. So we're going to read from John chapter 11. John chapter 11. It's a long passage, but I'm going to read it from verse 1 to verse 44. So just follow me. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried there, try to stone you, and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daylight will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he, has, after he had said this, he went to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. What a word. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha and 
had met, met him. When the Jews had been with Mary, when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her. <coughs> Supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? That's the kind of question we ask sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he had been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. For well, I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with stripes of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Wow, such a long passage, isn't it? Yeah. So you'll be thinking, am I going to go through the, each verse one by one? I think we'll be here till six. But one of my very good friends, uh, Kev, who came up this morning, preached on this same topic about four months ago. So I would like you, because most of the content, most of the things he preached about, if I went over this passage, I'm going to be repeating most of them. And he was speaking, referring to the, say, to the signs of Jesus at that time. So if you just type Lazarus, no, raising Lazarus, Kev, Hardwich, you're going to get the whole message. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, some of you are not answering. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, so that you can get the context of the message. So I, will just, I want to pick three or four points for us, and I want us to pray together. Is that okay? So this story, most of the time, is about Lazarus. It was like uh, the center of attraction, surrounded by his sisters, Mary and Martha. But actually... The story is not just about Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. The story is about, also about Jesus. Most of the time we focus on Jesus. Sorry, we focus on Lazarus. But the story is also about Jesus. Did you get that? Yeah. So many times there's a perspective, one-side perspective. We should always look at the other perspective from Jesus' side. This guy was sick. 
And the Bible says that Jesus loved this guy, Lazarus. And, you know, when we were reading, people were saying, ah, that was the time he should have come. But the Bible says Jesus stayed behind. You loved somebody, you had power to heal that person, and then you stayed behind until the person died. <laughs> and you didn't intervene, you didn't come around to display your power, to display your glory, to display your, your, how mighty you are. Is that not what is happening in our world? You keep thinking about, look at how our world is at this moment. We don't have peace. There's economic problem. We have been calling on Jesus. You've been praying to Jesus. And the situation is even getting worse. We started with Ukraine war, you know, with uh, Russia, later uh, Israel and Hamas. Now it's spreading to Iran and Syria and uh, the Houthis in Yemen. And we have been praying. Sometimes, even you, you have been praying for certain things. And you believe in Jesus. That he was going to come around and deliver us. And deliver you. And there will be a miracle. In fact, that's why you are a Christian. Because you have given your life to Christ. And uh, this Jesus is a miracle worker. He's supposed to intervene in every situation. There should be a divine intervention in every area of my life. That's why I worship him. And he stayed behind. And your situation actually got worse. Not for one day, not for two days. Sometimes for six months, sometimes for one year, for two years. Until the situation died. <laughs> you even gave up hope. And it's as if, look, this situation is, is dead. There's nothing I can do about it. I've prayed, I've prayed enough. What else do I need to do? If I, you know, we tell ourselves sometimes, what else do I need to do? I've done everything as a Christian. What else do I need to do? So if we go back and look at uh, some of the things I want to, to bring out. So let me start from where, when Jesus came in verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's the next thing we say. If only we had another prime minister, probably the economy of this country would have improved. If only we had a more sympathetic manager, at work, probably I wouldn't have been in this situation. If only my teacher, when I was in high school, said this to us and disciplined us more, probably this would have happened. If only, you know, sometimes we say that, we look at the past. This guy was already dead. And we begin to think about the past. If only my husband said this. If only my wife did this. 
If only my children, if only we are always looking at the past. And I'm not saying we shouldn't look at the past. But did you see what Martha and Mary were doing? In fact, especially Martha. But you will see it was Martha in verse 21. But when you go also to verse 33, 32, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Do you know that sometimes when you keep on saying, if only, you even get a friend, a colleague, or even a Christian brother who is agreeing with you, if only. <laughs> and they say, ah, I was in that situation three years ago. I prayed, 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 prayed. In fact, I fasted. Nothing happened. You have somebody agreeing with you on that situation. Wow. But let's see. The, I want us to go through the conversation of Jesus with Martha from verse 21. If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. If only she had worked a bit harder, I wouldn't have failed the exam. You know, that's sometimes that's what we say. <laughs> I know some of you have done the driving test. He said, if only I just looked a bit at the mirror, I wouldn't have missed that mark. If only I didn't decide to go for that holiday, things would have been different. Verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. See the perspective of Jesus. Please, I want us to know that many times we have our own perspective, but always also think about the perspective of Jesus. What is Jesus saying? And you know, one of the things I've discovered in my work with God is that God's ways are different from our own ways. In fact, the Bible says, as heaven is far from the heart, so is our way different from God's way. The way you think God will help you might not be the way he's going to do it. He has, you see, one way that you are thinking about, these people are thinking about one way. If Jesus had come, Jesus had 1,000 or 1 million ways to do his things. Look at the answer of Martha. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. It, this appears as, as if this woman was had faith. Jesus was saying, your brother, your brother right now, this is your brother that is dead now, is going to rise up again. Martha said, I know, you know, on the last day, I believe in the last day, but not now. <laughs> Do you know that sometimes we even have Bible knowledge? That we have quoted the Bible. And that's not even what Jesus is saying. Verse 25, Jesus said to her, look, <laughs> I am me, 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 me. I'm the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. One of the things I discover about the resurrection is that you can't kill the, the resurrection. It can't die. <laughs> Said, I, 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 I. It's not that I'm going to give you resurrection. Resurrection. The custodian of resurrection is here. I'm the resurrection and the life. 
the one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Please, I want you to check Jesus' statement. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. All you need to do is believe in me. And he says, do you believe this? Please look at Martha. Yes, Lord. She replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Is that what Jesus was saying? So all you need to do, if, do you believe this? I just believe. Can you see the tangent this lady went? You are the Son of God, the Messiah. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister, and all those things happened. And when Jesus got there in verse 3, that's one of the things I like. Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews had come along with her weeping too. And the Bible says in verse 35, Jesus wept. You know, when we grieve, it's not that we don't grieve. It's not that we are not emotional. But we don't grieve alone. The Bible, especially when you read 1 Thessalonians, the Bible says we are people who grieve with hope. We don't just sorrow as if people that do not have hope. So the kind of grief I'm talking about is not the hopeless grief. We can grieve. Please, I want you to know that. We are emotional. Let's, let's grieve. But it's not an hopeless grief. It's an hopeful grief. That while you are grieving, remember Jesus. Do you believe this? Verse 36. Then he just said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he... Who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus said once more. Jesus once more, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. So, <laughs> did you see this situation? Was it not Eddie Murphy in coming to America when he said the situation is dead? D-E-D, dead. <laughs> it's dead. They wrote a stone that means that was the final thing. When they roll, roll a stone against a tomb in those days, that's, that's the final thing. You cannot come out alive. Do you think even your situation, they've rolled a stone? Or have you even rolled a stone against your situation? And you have put yourself, you can't go above any ceiling. Who is saying that about you? That is not the end of your life. And Jesus is saying, do you believe in me? I am the resurrection and the life. So what Jesus said is, take away the stone. <laughs> See matter again. The woman that I thought had faith said, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor. <laughs> for he had been there for four days. Theologians actually agree that when they were talking to Jesus that he was sick four days before, they believed that actually when Jesus was talking, knowing the will of God, 
praying about the will of God for wisdom, for what he ought to do at the right time, in the right place, they believed that he was not thinking. You know, Jesus said, he's asleep. The perspective of Martha was there was an odor. Agents of decay have started working on our body. And sometimes we even see some of these agents of decay. You see how people speak to you. You speak, see how people are rude to you in a clever way. In a sarcastic way. Sometimes they say, that's interesting, but they've assassinated you. <laughs> yeah, they've assassinated you. Especially you students, I'm sure you are here. You've written an essay, and your, your supervisor said, that's interesting. <laughs> Don't think he say, yeah, well done. <laughs> he said, you have done a rubbish job. <laughs> Go and do it again. Take away the stone, he said. But then verse 40, then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? For me, it's about seeing the glory of God. And we are going to bring those situations to God and say, look, I believe in you. You are the resurrection and life. All Jesus is saying, do you believe this? If you notice the conversation of Jesus with, with them, either Martha or Mary, it's about, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Even the, if the situation is over, is dead, D-E-D, do you believe this? And Jesus is saying, you will see the glory of God. Hmm. So he told them to take away the stone. And this is what I like. Many times we think that it's Jesus that will do everything for us. There are some things you need to do. There are some habits you need to change. There are some things Jesus is telling you, do this. He says, take away the stone. That is the first step. Jesus might be saying, take a step. Do this differently. Do it this way. No, you are hearing from Jesus. He says, take away the stone. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Did you see this conversation that Jesus already decided what he was going to do? When they were thinking that the situation is over, Jesus, Jesus said, I know that you always hear me, and you have actually heard me. It appears to me that four days ago, Jesus had prayed to God, and he already knew the answer. He was walking according to the will of God. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with stripes of linen and a cloth around his face. <laughs> Can you see how, you know, sometimes when I read the Bible, I'm just so baffled. Look at the situation. The guy was sick. And sickness is, is not good. You feel pain, you are down, you are coughing, you are sneezing. Then he died. And after four days, people were already weeping. 
They've rolled the stone. The situation was dead. D-E-D. And the only thing Jesus had to do, I thought it was going to take Jesus, you know, for about one hour, two hours to, to just quote the scriptures and say, yes, I'm the Lord. He just said, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. Four words. That was all. What Jesus needed to do to change your story around, to bring transformation, is just four words. It's words. So when he, <laughs> he came out, Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. I believe there is going to be deliverance today. And I want us to pray together. So the, the worship team, please can you come forward? If you know you are in that situation, uh, and I want us to do it together, we'll have about five minutes to pray together. All you just need to do, I, all I want us to do is, when Jesus is saying, do you believe this? Are you going to take away the stone so that Jesus can speak? And after he has spoken, you know, the next thing said, remove the clothes. There's an obedience that Jesus is putting across to us. So if you are in that situation as we sing this song, please rise up on your feet and cry to God that we are going to see the glory of God. There will be a divine intervention. That case that you have written off, God, Jesus is going to bring that case alive again. He said, I'm the life, I'm the life. He's going to bring life, he's going to speak to that situation. But what I want to say is, please don't write yourself off. Uh, don't write yourself off. Don't think the situation is over. You're thinking about that sickness is not going to lead to death. You have even been living with that sickness for, for ages. There can be healing. That job that, you know, you know, sometimes you go for a job in the morning and you are, it's like, you know, your heart is troubled. You are not at peace. He's not giving you joy or happiness. God will turn the situation around. Do you feel, some of us, God has spoken to us four years, five years ago, many years ago, that you have the gift of healing. Nothing has happened. Some of you, you have the gift to teach. Nothing has happened. Some of us, you have the gift to serve. The first thing Jesus is saying, take away the stone. And he's speaking to your life again. God has called you. God has given you a gift, but you can't see it in operation. In fact, the first person you prayed for, <laughs> the sickness got worse. Jesus is saying today, do you believe this? You will see the glory of the Lord. So as the worship team, they lead us, please, if you can rise on your feet, and we are just crying to God, so speak to God. Okay, about that situation, I don't know it, but Jesus knows your situation. Says I'm the resurrection and the life.